calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Can you imagine asking Tyra Banks who's your favorite dyke? <laughs> I yeah. would fucking lose it to hear that. I was going to ask her who's her least favorite dyke. Get her in real trouble. <laughs> I feel like she would say Ellen, but I don't even know if they know each other. They probably do. Right. She would probably say one of the contestants from America's Next Top Model because she hated them all. <laughs> That's very true. I'm diking out, you're diking out. Let's dike out together. See what it's all about. Hi, and welcome to Diking Out, a dyke march for your ears. I'm Carolyn Bergier. <laughs> I'm Melody Kamali, and today we're diking out with writer Gabby Dunn. Hello! Welcome. Hi, we're so excited. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> I thought I'd join, make Melody feel bad about not having pink hair. I know. I noticed that immediately. I have a pink shirt on. I'm we're bringing it. up on you. <laughs> pretty rude of you actually so it looks good guys you're looking good thank you we are stereotypes (laughs) (laughs) well before we get into things a couple of quick announcements rate us on spotify i know we talk about rating on apple Podcasts, but we forgot that spotify has ratings now and we need more of them so five stars on spotify do it smash it and join our Patreon because we need money. Boom. And we'll talk more <laughs> about money in this episode with the incredible Gabby Dunn. Hello. I have been aware of you for a very long time. I used to yeah. read your Tumblr in college. Oh my God. Melody's a fan. In 2010, I used to sit and not do my college work and read 100 interviews. Like, this is... What a blast from the past. <laughs> so many people, I don't think no. Like, that's a deep cut. Like, that's that's from my past yes. internet work. That's, like, one of the first things I ever did online, like, you know, in, under my own name. That wasn't just, like, being on forums when I was, like, in high school. That was, like... Yeah, that was such a deep cut. That was so long ago. Wow. I know. 
I was going to talk myself down from bringing it up because I was fully in a parasocial relationship with you a decade ago, and I don't know. I, for those of you that don't know, I had I was very big on Tumblr. Yes, you were. Yes. What a wild ride. I know. Yeah, I mean, uh, now I think Tumblr's coming back, but saying I was big on Tumblr dates me for sure. <laughs> and that's so lovely. That's so sweet. Thank you. Of course. Well. Gabby, yeah. <laughs> What's the gayest thing you did this week? Not in 2010. Who? Well, I don't know. How many people just be like fucking? You know? Yeah. I'm currently growing a mustache. That's not this week, but it is. It is hap- trying to happen, attempting to happen. Nice. I mean, it's in the process of happening. Yeah. So I say we count it. Thank yeah. you so much. It's yeah. it's coming. I got a haircut, and then I took some pictures of my haircut, and I was like. Ooh, the stash is coming in. So I felt good about that haircut. I went to a barber. Is that gay? That is very gay. Yeah, that's gay. Can I just tell you, 20 minutes in and out, $30 haircut. Being a femme woman is a scam. <sighs> I know. <laughs> scam. I know. It's a scam. Yeah. Should femmes go to barbers and say, just chop it? <laughs> no frills? Femmes can have short hair, absolutely. But I'm just saying like, and, and mask people have long hair. But I'm just saying that, like, I used to pay, like, $300 for my fucking, yeah. like, on a good day for, like, highlights or whatever and, and like, oh, a yeah. cut. A cut was, yeah. like, 80 bucks. Mm-hmm. Now, walk into a barber shop. The guy, like, is obviously confused by my existence but cuts my hair. <laughs> my guy who cuts my hair is very no frills. And he'll even do, like... I mean, for New York, this is a steal, but it's like $60 if I just come in and mm-hmm. have him cut it without like drying it, styling it, whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. If he blow dries it, then it goes up to like 70, 80. Right. But that's like low for New York. And recently he started buzzing. Like, I'm a very hairy person. I do work against a mustache most of my life, but. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I'm, you know? I don't know if it's testosterone or Judaism, but I'm leaning right. into I, it. I think it's. <laughs> A combination. I do think I have a lot of testosterone and Middle Eastern heritage, but I have um, this like neck hair that grows. And without asking a few times ago, he just started buzzing it. (laughs) And that's felt very mask. And I've never asked for it, but now it's just, it keeps growing back a little spiky. So now, because it's a short haircut and that part's exposed, he just keeps buzzing the back of my (laughs) neck. And I feel very studly every time. (laughs) It does feel great when they buzz your hair. It feels really nice on your head. Yeah, it does. (laughs) Then when it's like starts growing back in. That's where we're at now. So now I just might start shaving it myself. Oh, yeah, you can. Or do an undercut. That's gay. Very. Very. I had the, sh- the side shave for a while. Remember that one when that was in? Yeah, oh, yeah. I do. And that's the picture on your Wikipedia, by the way. Oh, it is, isn't it? I hate that picture. I got to change it. That is probably still a style. I don't want to act like that's out of style. I'm sure it's still a style. But it was definitely like there were straight girls with side shaves. And I was like, what's going on? Yeah. Yeah, I think I just read someone tweeted something like side shaves are the like breakup bangs of <laughs> queer people. It truly is. Carolyn. Yeah. What's the gayest thing you did this week? Uh, I think it's a joint gayest thing, right? Unless you did something additionally gay or. Well, I had an answer. Oh, OK. But we could. OK, I'll give my little gay thing and we do have a joint one. Mine was okay. just um, I was going through my camera roll and. I have, I'm, I'm going to say like 50 plus pictures and video of me with an Ammonite 
<laughs> I, I had my sister take so many pictures. I had a delayed flight out of Savannah. I was coming for my parents in South Carolina. My sister and I were driving me to the airport. I got a last minute notification that it had been delayed by a few hours. So we just went straight into the city in Savannah, got drunk and just moseyed around the JW Marriott in Savannah uh, Riverside has a amazing crystal geo museum what in its lobby it's incredible incredible okay. like huge very valuable crystals geodes there's a chrome plated dinosaur in the <laughs> lobby it's very Beautiful, gaudy, all of it. Rainbow colors everywhere. I love a Marriott. I love a Marriott now. Like, they're, yeah. this is a plug. And now, you, good with money, should they give me money for this? I don't know. This, They're not paying me to say this, but I'm obsessed with the JW Marriott in Savannah. And they did have an Ammonite there. And it's pink. And it was huge. And I made my sister take real footage, pictures. So I need to delete. It's a, probably a gig's worth. And obviously, it was a nod to, it was going to be for the dykes. I was going to make sure. a reel out of it for our account. Did I? No, because there's 50 right. Pride events that happened since then. And I like the idea that everyone's posting about Pride, and you're like, I went, and you're like, I went to the Marriott in Savannah and had yeah. the gayest time. Woo! You know what I mean? I had to escape Pride and go to my parents for a weekend just to detox. <laughs> but is it gayer to have gone to that geode museum? Probably yes. I think so. Of course. If yeah. you look at pictures of it, there's it, the ceiling is covered with rainbow color. I think year round it's very rainbow in there. Very, very Ooh, colorful. An ally. And a chrome plated dinosaur? Come on. Stegosaurus. <laughs> well, now I'm thinking, I guess I have a little gayest one that's not our joint one, but I think it was yesterday I got way too invested in somebody's Instagram story about their dog that I never met and I started crying. Okay. Um, yeah, it was somebody that I met at Girls in Wonderland and she posted about how her dog was having problems with his eyes and then took him to the vet and then was like, oh, got stuff, it's clearing up and then posted and was like, he's doing better, starting to act normal again and then the next post was like, he didn't make it. And I, it was just like twist oh and her no. dog died and it was tragic and like, I, I felt like somebody just like slammed a door in my face like, and I started crying and I'm like oh my god I, I like just met this person talked to them for a whole 10 minutes very cool oh and I no. you know we followed each other on Instagram and I'm like yay the dog's feeling better oh so yeah that was that's so upsetting and yeah. that talk about parasocial relationship with a dog really yeah that's yeah. so sad fuck isn't that sad i'm like there and pride month uh, at pro homophobic you can't do that wow, wow. parasocial relationship with the animal i think i had one this week too did you guys see the Meriwether Post Pavilion had flooded during the Halsey concert. Like, like they they really mismanaged, and like the stadium seats, there's like water rushing. Like they couldn't control 
whatever happened, maybe it rained really hard and I yeah. don't know, something went wrong. It got to the point where it was like flooding by the stage and there's a squirrel on the stage and someone, I don't know if it was security or someone in the crew or someone who worked at the venue just kicks this squirrel back into the water as it's trying not to drown. And it's, um, I think Stereo Gum posted it. Very upsetting video. What? Everyone's calling for justice for this squirrel. We hope it made it. Terrible. Jesus oh. Christ. That is gossip that I am not up on. I you could not I'm not on Twitter. So you you if you had said there's something going on with a squirrel and a flood and a Halsey concert, I'd be like, I, I you could be lying. I honestly have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> it was so big it made it to Instagram, if you could believe. Wow. Okay, I was gonna say Not my page. <laughs> yeah, th- this is the kind of news you only get on Twitter, but apparently not. I feel like I do miss out on all these crazy stories by being off Twitter. I don't know any zeitgeist. I got nothing. And I got one on this podcast that was like a news podcast and they sent like things to talk about. They're like, this is viral on Twitter. And I was like, I literally, what, what, what is the context for this at all? Like I have no, I don't even know who these people are. They're like, so-and-so and and -and so-and-so. And I'm like supposed to know because it's like big Twitter people. And I'm like, uh, I live in the woods. Like I have nothing (laughs) to add. We'll turn it around. Joint gayest thing that we had real quick is that Melody and I worked our first red carpet event last night and really didn't realize that we were working a red carpet event until we got there. We kind of weren't sure. We've never been asked to do anything like that before. Discovery Plus invited us to the Tribeca Film Festival to cover this slate of shows under this like always proud Mm-hmm. I want to call it a campaign, but if it's always proud, is it a campaign? It's just like a state of being sure. at Discovery Plus. So you were uh, interviewing people on the red carpet? Yeah. Yeah, but we didn't know we were going to be doing that. We thought we were asked to cover it in that we would watch like a panel, attend it, watch the screening and panel, talk about it, promote the show, take some pictures. Yeah. yeah. We thought we'd just be... <laughs> we had no tech, no equipment, everyone... <laughs> setting up. We're standing next to a TV guide and <laughs> like insider with their, you know, full-blown setups. What did you do? We took my phone and... I had shown up, thank God, with my wired headphones. Wow. And you recorded on your phone? We used the mic on this and had to extend it from, like, use the video camera and use the Apple old wired mic to interview Trixie Mattel, you know, producers of the show. Oh, my God. God, <laughs> it was so janky. But we had the best time ever, and it, like now I'm ready for the next one. I had so much fun because like the person next to me had like their index cards of questions and stuff. Mm-hmm. And Melody was running late, and I'm panicking. Persian Standard Time. Sorry. And I'm like, Melody, look at this. Like our names on the floor. We have to stand here. They're gonna be. They wanted you to use the audio on the podcast. I don't know what they were necessarily expecting from us. We still don't know. Yeah, we're gonna like make a, a reel or something of it and, and now we're talking about it I guess so we're doing our job but uh, oh they got you yeah yep. <laughs> I mean the shows look great we love Trixie Motel I bet I'm gonna watch that Book of Queer and Generation Drag is the last Ooh, one Dr. Eric Servini who's the, the guy yes. from Book of Queer he was on Bad With Money my podcast I adore him I adore his yeah. content he's so great yeah he's great so yeah we, we like he was on the red carpet and everything so so um, I just text Melody and 
I said, I'm just going to ask everybody the same question and say, what's in it for the dykes? And like, that'll just be our angle. And then we just started getting silly. We're, we're like, okay, first question, who's your favorite dyke? Oh, Trixie must have loved that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Trixie really had fun with us. I think, I don't know. I think everyone had the most fun with us because we saw they did. people yeah. come up to us afterwards. There was a screening panel discussion, then like a cocktail reception. And people came up to us. They were like, I'm still thinking about your questions. Yeah. <laughs> Those are really fun. Like, rather than just being like, what does this mean to you? Like, it's fun to ask stuff like that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Things did go south a little bit Ugh. when the contestants from Generation Drag, but what's the event that they... The oh, the Dragutant. Dragutant, yes. It's about these teens who are doing this drag competition in Denver, Colorado. They're here on the red carpet. It's their first red carpet event. I really don't know much about them. I'm assuming they're all like in their late teens, maybe. And then we're like, should we ask them questions? I don't know. Uh, what should we say? I said... Well, I'll just ask them who's a, a dyke that inspires them. And Melody's like, don't use the word dyke. Oh, because they get touchy about it. Yeah. Yeah. They're very. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, they're drag queens. I'm going to use the word dyke. So I go to the first one. I was like, oh, do you want to answer questions for diking out? And she's like, sure. So I'm like, she was so shy. So shy. Like terrified. I'm like, who's a dyke who inspires you? And she's like, um, excuse uh, what what was that? I'm like, who's the dyke who inspires you? And she's like, um, I I would have to think about that. Oh, yeah, no. and I turned I turned to Melody and I'm like, you heard it here. She hates all dykes. And then she just looked terrified. And I'm like, oh my god, I thought I was just being silly. Oh. And then and then she got pulled away for pictures. I didn't have time to like apologize. And I'm like, well, it, she looked traumatized. Like, yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. Yeah, people, I, I can see how being on your first red carpet, you're like, this is the sort of gotcha question that I, I feared would happen. <laughs> and honestly, this whole show is gotcha journalism. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I think I want to lean into it. <laughs> Carolyn was really energized after this, was like, I could really see us doing these red carpets. Like, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> it's very fun. I used to do them when I was a young person working at uh, Huffington Post. And I did one for something to do with Harry Potter. And mm. I went dressed in like a Slytherin outfit. And all the other reporters were wearing normal clothes. Yeah. And I interviewed like Muggle clothes. Right. Muggle clothes. <laughs> and I there's a video somewhere on YouTube that used to do really well. I must have taken it down, I think, although now somebody's gonna find it. But it's me interviewing Darren Chris. Mm -hmm. And it was like right when he had just started on Glee. And I knew who he was from like the Potter musical. So I'm fully dressed in Slytherin outfit. This is like 20, I'm uh, 10 years ago. I'm like 20 or maybe 12 years ago. And it's me interviewing Darren Chris, and I'm in a Slytherin outfit. And he's like wearing a little Gryffindor tie. And he's one of the only people also dressed in like Harry Potter outfits. Aww. And that is a piece of, of history. <laughs> that is a obscure media cursed video. <laughs> <laughs> Countdown until a listener finds it. I please, if someone <laughs> finds it, let me know because it's so weird. And I'm like wearing those like early 2010s, like little glasses, like tiny glasses. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. So, yeah. I don't look great. Um, I love that. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's a that's a crossover no one asked for. 
<laughs> yeah, it seems so fun, and especially if you have an angle, which we do if we're just asking everybody about Dyke stuff. Absolutely. So Tyra Banks was on the red <gasps> carpet, but then... She's the EP on a Generation Drag. Yeah, but she wasn't going to be taking any questions, so we couldn't... That was we the one I was like, gotcha her. so excited. I know, I was so ready. Can you imagine asking Tyra <laughs> Banks, who's your favorite Dyke? <laughs> I yeah. would fucking lose it to hear that. I was going to ask her who's her least favorite dyke. Get her in real trouble. <laughs> I mean, I feel like she would say Ellen, but I don't even know if they know each other. They probably do. Right. She would probably say one of the contestants from America's Next Top Model because she hated them all. That's very true. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> so, yeah, Tyra is just like so Tyra and... I was loving her. Like every time she opened her mouth because she moderated a discussion about Generation Drag, I was like, ooh, what is she going to say? Oh my God, she moderated it? Unhinged. Oh, yeah. that is absolutely unhinged. My favorite part is that she's like, I'm going to give you some advice, okay, now that you're going to be famous. First piece of advice people are going to ask you for signatures. Don't sign your name like you would on a check. Okay, you need to find a very like cartoony signature, but don't do it like you would sign a contract. And I'm like, did someone sign Tyra Banks up for 10 timeshares? Like, like yes. girl, yes. what happened? <laughs> was the second piece of advice like audit your accountant all the time? <laughs> no, it was engage your fans even if you're not in the mood. <laughs> Is it at least it was at least make eye contact. That's nice. I, I, I get that. Yeah. Don't be dismissive. Yeah. yeah. But then the one that Carolyn traumatized was like, well, I just get like, feel like pressure a lot of the time. And I know I'm going to feel more when this, you know, I get more recognized. And what if I want to say no? <laughs> Tyra's like, you do it anyways. Okay. Advice number three. This leads me to this. Um, find something about them. Compliment your fan. <laughs> Ooh, okay. I like that. Yeah. I think yeah. that's accurate. And that was it for advice for uh, fan, uh, stardom. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. I would say number four, pay your taxes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's all you need to know. With your real signature. <laughs> yes, pay your taxes with your real signature and uh, everyone is lying to you, number five. And that's yeah. it. That's the whole thing. Have fun. Yep, have a good time. Oh, that was fun. Well, we can't wait for those shows to come out, but that's not what we're here to talk about. Gabby? We're here to talk about you. I was having a good time, but go for it. <laughs> Speaking of taxes. I know. I know. I still haven't done mine. <laughs> Please help me. Oh, my God. I, I filed for an extension, but. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do a podcast called Bad With Money. Yes. It's like a social justice queer lens on a finance show. I always say it's like we talk about finances and feelings and we don't talk down to you. Uh, I've been doing it since 2016 and it's always been like we don't we try not to interview cis straight white men. That's just like if you can find one of those to talk about a topic, you can find someone else to talk about it. That's my philosophy. Yes. Love that. When you started that podcast, because you weren't doing financial stuff before that, right? Nothing. No. Were you inspired by Capital One's commitment to pride uh, every June? <laughs> <laughs> Did that you're, yeah you're like, this is beautiful mm -hmm. i need to <laughs> well to be honest i was an inf influencer quote unquote and i was yeah. getting a lot of campaigns but I'll, and i'll say their goddamn name lyft sponsored me Ooh. for pride and Ooh. then didn't pay me for a year <gasps> 
Well, we actually, we talked about this. Yeah, you guys were on my show uh, about corporate pride. So yeah, yeah, I mean, truly what happened was I started getting like more visible on the internet, but I wasn't making any money about it. Yeah. And so I wrote this piece for Fusion called Get Rich or Die Vlogging, which was about <laughs> friends of mine. It was like all about my group of friends and how we were all becoming really famous in like online video, but none of us had any money. And also that like friends of mine who were like very famous vloggers and they had secret day jobs. Like they had a day job that they pretended, oh no, I make all my money vlogging, but they had like, mm. they worked at Starbucks or Top Man or something like that. So I was doing Postmates at the time, but I didn't tell anyone. So I ran this article basically exposing all of this and um, it went crazy viral and it won like best 10 best piece of reporting or something of that year from some place. I can't remember. Long reads, which is like I always look at those because I always I always think they're really good. So I was very honored to be on the, the list that year, 2015. So I had done that. But I got approached to do a podcast and they thought it would be maybe about LGBTQ dating or like a sex podcast or something. And I was like, can I do a show about money? And they were kind of like, uh, you don't have any experience in that area. Like, why would your fans want that? As a human living in America, you have zero experience with money. <laughs> well, I wasn't like a financial expert. I wasn't a financial guru. So I was like, OK, I want to do the show from the lens of like, I'm going to learn everything publicly. So like the first season, I'm calling my bank on the air. I'm calling my student loan company on the air. <laughs> like I'm doing all this kind of stuff to learn myself and, and airing it publicly. So that was how the show started was sort of me being like, I don't know anything. And then, I mean, it literally took 12 episodes for me to be like, oh, this is a system set up against us. Like, I thought I just was asking some questions. And then as soon as I peeled back the, the onion, even one layer, it was like racism, homophobia, systemic problems leading to poverty, ableism. Yeah. And so... Really by like episode five, I'm like, uh, guys, this is bad. And I thought a lot of it was like my fault or it was because I'm stupid or whatever. And very quickly I was like, oh, this is like we are set up to fail. There is no class mobility. They punish you for class mobility. Everyone who's rising in any way is, is doing it in some sort of exploitative manner. Like this is terrible. And then it's throughout the seasons of the show, we've just like kind of gone deeper and deeper where, you know, we do episodes that are about budgeting, that are about like, you know, things that you can do on your day to day. But we also do episodes that are like COVID's impact on tribal lands or like fast fashion or, you know, the one you guys were in, which was corporate pride. We did one about like the the cancer industrial complex of like pink washing with cancer. Uh, um, yeah. And so like we do all these like, episodes with practical advice but it's not a show where you're going to get rich it's a show that's like unpacking like why the u.s is the way it is and then also like what we can do politically and then we had one season that was like an international season where i covered other countries and things going on in other countries and it's not like a step-by-step -step, you know i'm dave ramsey and you have to cut everything out of your life to even afford a one-bedroom apartment it's like a hey this is what's like actually going on and I'm, you know, queer and trans. And so it's like always going to be through that lens because that's just who I am. Yeah. I mean, that was going to be my next question. <laughs> Why can't millennials just stop buying fancy coffees oh and buy houses? Right. Can you pick the avocado toast or the coffee or none of them? Here's my thing with that. I say this a lot because it really stuck out to me, which is an editor friend of mine named Nona Willis-Aronowitz was talking to me for my book 
about the concept of the millennial and the idea. And she was talking about how in every sort of generation, so like boomers, Gen X, millennials, Gen Z, the people that typify the stereotypes of like avocado toast and entitled office workers and, you know, coffee and all that kind of stuff. The people that typify the like generational stereotypes are white upper middle class people. Yeah. And anyone who doesn't like you would say, right, oh, you're like a, you know, you're a a millennial who lives in New York City and you work an office job and you want to go out for drinks every night and you don't have a savings account, blah, blah, blah. And that's like, oh, that's what millennials are like. But then if you go and you meet a person who's that same age, who like lives in a rural part of Texas, who's a single mom, who has two kids, you don't think of that stereotype as millennial. You're like that person working two jobs is just poor. Yeah. So oftentimes in every generation, and I've confirmed this with my own research, every generation is typified by like, oh, the hippies. Oh, the, you know, and largely these groups were, you know, Gen X being directionless. And it's sort of like typified by these upper middle class, rich white people. And then every other group is just poor. Like the Mm -hmm. characters from Pose are Gen X but nobody would ever go, oh, they're Gen X. You know, that's the, that yeah. sounds weird to say. Ugh, yeah. Right. Yeah, like they're not in the background of Reality Bites. Exactly. Like. <laughs> they're not in things like Reality Bites. Yeah. yeah. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. What was that original tweet? That, did it come from like a congressman or something? The, the one about like if, if millennials just stop buying 
fancy coffees and avocado toast or whatever. Dave Ramsey says it. Everyone says it. Yeah. Maybe it is cyclical and like once a year it trends on Twitter and then everybody gets like really angry and then starts Mm -hmm. being like, it's your fault. We don't have property. I mean, completely. And also technology has really screwed a lot of that up. I mean, the rising housing costs are because of rental properties, Airbnb, that kind of thing. Back in the day, wages matched the cost of things. Wages matched housing. Wages matched gas. I talk about this in in the new book, Stimulus Rec, which is uh, my new thing that's out on its ebook and audio book that's out on Scribd Originals. It's called Stimulus Rec, Rebuilding After a Financial Disaster. It's an addendum to the book Bad With Money that came out in 2019 because it turns out the last three years um, we need to update some stuff. Oh, yes. I don't, I can't find the original tweet anywhere. So if someone knows, please tell me. But there's a tweet that made me lose my mind, which was the scariest part about serial killer documentaries is when they go, it was 1975. I owned a car from my part-time job at the gas station. And you're like, wait, what? (laughs) And that, that is like, I was funny because it's like, you're right. Like we're so affected by inflation that something like that bumps for us where we're like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. Uh, But that used to be the norm. My people went to college for like 40 bucks. So how are we supposed to be compared to that? And student loans is a huge deal for a lot of people our age. But largely when people say, what is the biggest thing that could help people our age or or Zillennials or Gen Z? It's like universal health care. That could take care of a lot of it. I think medical debt is really not spoken about, especially among queer and trans people. There's probably a lot more medical debt in terms of like IVF, trying to have children or trans surgeries or, you know, things that are uh, oftentimes dental isn't covered or vision isn't covered in, in your insurance. And that's a whole separate thing. So then people like, you know, we just did an episode about medical tourism where people go across the border to Mexico for cheap dental care. Yes. Considering oh, yeah. it myself. Yeah. My friend just went to Peru for dental. Yep. So, I mean, it's it's at every turn it's set up to be against us. Fair housing, you know, like a pause of evictions. I just like slowing of um, developing housing that condos, things like that. Like that is all and this is like slightly controversial, but to me, a little bit more pressing than than the, the forefront that we put gay marriage to. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. It's so crazy. I mean, especially the pandemic made everything like a billion times worse. But housing in in New York City specifically, the way that the rents have increased way surpassing pre-pandemic levels Mm -hmm. and how fast it did that and how many people signed on to these like COVID rent deals and now can't afford where they live. They all have to move. I talked to so many people who don't know where they're going to live. People who have said I might have to move back home because I can't find an apartment. Mm -hmm. was just talking to a lawyer who couldn't find an apartment and is having to stay like basically in a storage room of a friend of a friend like Mm -hmm. It's great. Like a law, if a lawyer in New York can't find right housing, like what hopes? Right, because it makes more sense sometimes for these people to do short-term rentals, you know, to do a bed and breakfast type situation. Um, But then it fills an apartment building with empty 
rooms. Obviously, it's like a way that people make money, but it does displace. I mean, even I just got a, a follow up email about the medical tourism stuff. And this person was saying that they are Mexican and they were like, we don't want them here. You know, it's part of gentrification. It's like coming and and taking up sort of like resources and space because they're coming from like a wealthier country to access care down here, which is kind of an interesting flip side of what my episode covered, um, which is why I like I like when the fans write in. But yeah, it's like this sort of like the housing stuff. You're just you're just looking for cheaper and cheaper. And then it's sort of like, well, where do where do the original occupants of this neighborhood go? They're they're right. displaced. They're gentrified. Or honestly, in Los Angeles, the makeup of neighborhoods has changed so much over the pandemic. People are just homeless. Like people are just houseless. The the unhoused population, like you can go down Los Feliz or like the east side of LA and it's just lined with tents. Yeah. And yep. everyone's just like, okay. Yeah, a lot of that in Austin and LA, I noticed just the encampment rose. Downtown Los Angeles, they've basically written it off. I mean, nobody does anything. Like, people do stuff, yeah. but, like, systemically, no. They've just been, like, accepted, like, locked down. Like, yeah, downtown LA is going to be like this. And it's, like, there's so many... There's so much that could be done that just isn't done. There's, like, politicians who could just sign things, like, right now. But they just don't. I think it comes down to, like, an American idea of I get mine and that's it. And I yeah. made it, so you should. And it affects, yeah. honestly, like uh, uh, queer people too, you know? I think a lot of queer people rise up in, in class mobility or in wages or become, you know, and then they, they build that attitude as well. And they don't really reach out to help other queer people as much because they're in survival mode. They're like, I, I made it. I'm safe. Right. I don't want to jeopardize that. Right. Even though it's like we're in a community. So I don't know. It's, it's really, there's a lot of divide. That I say in the book, there's a huge difference between you know, Neil Patrick Harris and a trans woman of color doing sex work. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> a so wide range. Well, speaking of wide ranges, I feel like there's such a gap in pay in the creative field. Mm -hmm. And I just saw um, Naomi McPherson from Muna posted a few days ago that they're all making basically teacher salaries. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people have this idea that because they're Muna, because they're touring, because they've achieved this level of success, that they must be wealthy. And mm -hmm. Naomi, they were saying, I don't feel financially secure. And it's like, well, if Muna <laughs> can't feel financially secure, like what sure. hope is there for the rest of us? I mean, this kind of goes back to you know, that that work you did years ago around like money on the Internet and and that kind of stuff. But well, it's I've talked about this a lot, too. It's interesting because I think marginalized groups have to care more. So like I use an example of a friend of mine who's a black trans woman who's a model and she got a brand deal with, you know, a modeling job. And she was like, well, is the company ethical? Where do they make their clothes from? All of these things. And she was like debating all this time. You know, what do I want to put my face on? What do I want to co-sign as a black trans woman? Blah, blah, blah. And I kept thinking, I walked past that uh, brand's shop in the mall. I saw all the models on the wall. And I said, you know what those models are? Just models. They don't think about this. They don't care. They do their job. Yeah. They get paid the, the $50,000 or whatever and they go home. Yeah. And this person might not take the job because what it's it it's a political all of a sudden for this person. 
So right. it's like I think a lot of us miss out on opportunities because we have to think about things collectively in a way that other people don't. You're not just a, a podcast doing an ad. You're a, a queer podcast doing an ad. So what does that mean? Right, right. Yeah, and we are really discerning and say no to a lot of things. So do I. Oh, and anything that's like body, like mm -hmm. weight loss, that kind of stuff is just like such a hard no for us. Yeah, yeah. Any weight loss stuff is a no, and they really pay a lot. And we're like, mm -hmm. yeah. I have. There's a gif of like a little girl throwing money out of a window, and I just like give, send that to people all the time to be like, <laughs> this is me saying no to brand deals. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, we cannot help what Spotify puts on the front end and the back. End. By the, the way, the stuff we're not reading. That is yeah. crazy. It's all financial and it's all military recruitment. I hate and it. We have nothing to do with we're that. We're sorry. We yeah. can't help. We've tried. It's so wild. Well, you know, it's interesting. You're talking about Discovery Plus. I love Discovery Plus. And I was watching some stuff. All of their commercials are like Republican political candidates. Wow. Isn't that weird? Like sometimes they'll play commercial and it'll be like, so-and-so is an amazing uh, like pro-police candidate, vote for whatever. And I'm like, that's weird. But then I'm like watching a crime show. So why yeah. wouldn't they think that I would be interested in Oh, so it's not even the like local ad that they put in for that spot? They do. But it's like, okay. of course, why wouldn't I want an ad about a pro-police candidate but you know what's funny is that ugh, this is where they get me is that these people and I don't want to tell them how to market but these people who are like anti-vax pro-police blah 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 then they take the leap to being transphobic so fast mm -hmm. and it's like look your marketing is sus but like if you just I could like I could be brainwashed Except you then go immediately to like, and pronouns are stupid. And I'm like, well, you lost me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not into any of that other stuff. I promise. But you know what I mean? It's so weird how like gender has become tied in with like Republicanism. I mean, I think yeah. anything that you can fear monger around except for global warming, apparently like the scariest, yeah. <laughs> like the actual or guns. threat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gun guns and global warming, like the actual threat to yeah. um, us being able to live to the age that you know nature intended no drag queens are gonna corrupt everybody drag queens yeah. are gonna be the problem um, this is wild like and he doesn't even say it in the ad he's like in the ad he's like pro-military pro-police and then it like cuts to him on fox news and i didn't notice it at first my my partner noticed it that the thing he's talking about on the fox news clip that they show which is like they don't have the audio for it they're just showing him on fox it says something like gender identity takes over or whatever so it's like a very subtle like hey i'm transphobic too like i'm with you but they like don't say it sneaky and i was like who like literally I don't understand. Make it make sense. Like, I don't understand how th they're like this, this, this. And you're like, OK, yeah, you don't want to pay as many taxes. You don't want to whatever. And then they're like, also, pronouns are dumb. And I'm like, wh what is the Venn diagram? Like, I don't understand. I yeah. think maybe the Venn diagram is protecting children, which like, sure, but also from like sexualization, whatever. But then you don't want gun control. So are you protecting them? Like this is con yeah. this is confusing to me. There's zero logic to that side. If you guys could just explain republicanism to me and why they're transphobes, I would love to because it's either super republican or it's like the the really like radical feminist transphobes. Like we got I it's like what is the overlap here? Feeling threatened. Yeah. Be threatened by guns that are actually shooting you. <laughs> yeah. 
concepts no that are threatening. They're like, okay, <laughs> what are our things that we want to cover? We don't want to pay taxes. We want guns. We want the police. We like the military. Also, uh, we don't want people to be the gender that they want to be, but just privately at their house, though. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. don't come and control me. I get to have my guns. Don't control anything. I don't want any government interference. Please regulate these trans people. Confusing. <laughs> Drag brunch will kill us all. <laughs> I can't. It's really unbelievable, but it is, it's, it is believable, but I just, this is my, I guess like discovery plus, if you want to like come in and explain this to me, I would love to. Yeah. That's surprising <laughs> to hear. How did trans become the same as like Republican talking point? But I, I also wonder yeah. though, then if, if they're looking at the audience data and saying like oh there are a lot of conservatives that are watching discovery plus i can't wait for them to watch generation drag and see these parents be super accepting of their kids who want to do drag i want a lower third graphic pop up with like trixie (laughs) while they're watching this like embedded (laughs) banners (laughs) well you know what's hilarious too is that like 99% they're like, oh, this is a show that's pro-cop, so they'll we'll advertise. 99% of these shows are like a journalist being like, and how did the cops bungle this? Yes. Oh, yes. Every murder mystery. It's like, it's like, and then the cops never check the car and throw the evidence in the river. Anyway, cut to commercial. Doo-doo-doo is pro-police. And I'm like, this, how do we? True crime wouldn't be a genre if cops were better at their jobs. Exactly. Nine times out of ten, it's like... There'd be no story build. It would just be like, yep, this happened, they found them, and then justice was served. And then Michelle McNamara actually came in and changed the game. Exactly. (laughs) One woman with a blog. Like, truly, it'll be also like... And they mean it to seem empowering, but even with, like, forensic files... This is, I'm sure, what you guys wanted to talk about. Um, Of course. I love it. Even with forensic files, they'll be like... Wow, we really dedicated our time to solving this, blah, blah, blah. Sure. But it's usually like one person and it's like the storyline is like, I was a lab tech and I pushed and said, no, these fibers don't match. And then the cops are like, we did it. And it's like, no, it wasn't you. It was fucking yeah. like Joe Nerd over in the lab who, who solved this one, guys. <laughs> I'm always just picturing that like bisexual looking chick from NCIS or what what is the one with like kind of the goth? Goth, yeah, Polly Perez. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, that's who's that's who's analyzing all the samples. Yeah. I always thought if I was more of an actor, I always thought that I would be good at playing like the morgue or like lab tech person on one of those shows. You can still do it. There's like time. the young person that they cut to who's like explaining Facebook to the detectives. Like that's what yeah. I wanna be. <laughs> Yeah, my girlfriend's always wanted to be a dead body on <laughs> SVU. Yeah, like <laughs> why? That? So, so she can squeeze a nap in. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> She's a sleepy girl. <laughs> well, hard shift, mm-hmm. pivot. Tell us all about Grinder Baby. <laughs> okay, so this is my short film that I directed that stars my partner Mel Blum and uh, an amazing uh, actress named Alexis Gizal. And it is based on a true argument that my partner and I had when we first started dating. It's about a uh, queer non-monogamous couple that has to navigate a pregnancy test after the transmasculine partner has a one-night stand from a gay dating app. So Whoa. I've been saying it's knocked up if Seth Rogen was pregnant. 
<laughs> and uh, and so it's great. I got into Frameline Festival. It's going to be playing there end of June, which is awesome. And um, it's basically like the argument was like, you know, we're non-monogamous and I was saying to my partner, like, well, if you got pregnant from Grindr, like, we would just, like, abort it. And my partner was like, well, I don't know that I would do that. And I was shocked. I was like, what? And they were like, yeah, like, I don't know. I would have to think about it. And I was like, oh, we have to break up. Like, I can't, I'm not raising a Grinder baby. I didn't sign up for that. And so then we ended up resolving it. Obviously, we've been together three years, but... But you can't let go of that term grinder bit. You got to do something with that. Oh, come on. You don't just throw that out in an argument. (laughs) One thing that I love is that I think I like queer content that is specific. I don't like, you know, sometimes it'll be like, oh, you clearly just like wrote a rom-com and then we're like, wouldn't this be crazy if it was two girls? But, uh, (laughs) but I like to make stuff that's like, this could only be happening to gay people. Yes. And so that's where I wanted to make it. And then it's been so fun because, you know, I've been promoting it and putting it online and stuff. And I've had like four or five people approach me and say, oh, I have a baby from Grindr. Like I got pregnant from a Grindr hookup or I've had like transmasculine people be like, I've never seen myself represented before. Not a once. Like this is so many people have been like, I can't believe like I'm watching something about polyamory with like a trans mask partner, like just not seen that much. Um, and so that's been so fun. I have gotten the occasional transphobic comment about it, but mo- like, cause people don't want to believe that trans men can be pregnant, but it's been really good to see a very positive reaction to something that is so unapologetically queer and isn't really like a lot of people have been like, like cis people who've watched it has been like, I've never thought of this before. What would you do if this happened? You know, they're like, yeah. whoa, I think cis people don't think that trans masks can be gay also like they're sort of like yeah they think they see right. it as like an extension of lesbianism so they're like you have a girlfriend right and it's like a lot of them are real gay yeah just yeah. tom's talking about this a lot in their stand-up about how yes. once they started doing testosterone it kind of changed their orientation and they started becoming attracted to men yeah after being hard lesbian yeah i mean i'm i'm a trans masculine person i've i've always been bisexual so i never had an issue with it other than now I think the people that are dating me have to maybe grapple with being queerer than they anticipated (laughs) but yeah so it's something that Mal and I wrote together and then Mal stars in it and like it's doing well I can't say more things but it's been doing well and I want to make it a feature I would love to make it a movie I think it's like a fun queer chosen family rom-com-y type thing i want them to be like trying to find grinder guy yeah because in the short they're like they don't he deleted his profile and they don't know where he is yes do they need to tell him about the baby or not oh man i love it get on hulu the ally streamer right right (laughs) they are doing a lot of gay stuff lately they really are yes yes they kind of are carving out a niche which is cool they're leaning in. They're trying to get H into the acronym. They're they're trying so hard. <laughs> LGBTQIAH. That's what the plus is. Lesbian, gay, bisexual, trans, queer, intersex, asexual, asexual Hulu. Hulu. <laughs> we keep wanting to be more inclusive. I'm ready for that green flag, baby. It's just, it's just green. Oh, my God. Oh, uh, I wish I was a... 
the Dyke March this year, I would carry a Hulu flag. <laughs> Hulu, that's such a deep cut. Yeah. And that is so funny to like five people. Yeah. You know what I have? I have it. Do you know the podcast Gender Reveal? Yes. yes. Okay, so I have a shirt that's merch of theirs that is the deepest of deep cuts where it's, do you guys know that RuPaul tweeted like happy trans visibility day, but then had the flag for trains? No. Because he had clearly Googled trains flag. So then he posted, uh, and I love RuPaul. <laughs> How did I miss this? Me too. He posted, happy trains visibility day with the trains flag. So then gender reveal made a shirt that says trains flag in the black flag band logo but it's the oh. trains flag so it's like four layers of jokes yeah, to like yeah, get yeah. to what this is about but whenever i wear it and someone recognizes it they're like this is the funniest fucking thing yeah you should just exchange numbers it's funny to five people yeah yeah exactly <laughs> i love it so they made it gender reveal made it part of their merch which i love i love that and i can't believe i missed that tweet must find That's yeah amazing. google it it's the funniest you have to know like RuPaul and also Black Flag and also like yeah. trans. Like it's just like so many Venn diagrams of and I'm like, this is amazing. Yeah. It's like you have to be Evie Oddly. Exactly. <laughs> and that's it. Well, and then, you know what I like? I love when stuff is just funny to us. I think yeah. that's great. Yeah. We love specific things. Specific. Yes. And you can <laughs> tell when someone is specific. We do need to wrap up. We have one more question. Yeah. Do you have any gossip to tell us? Gossip? Yeah. Yeah. It could be oh, so benign. We're oh hungry. Give us some gossip. Oh my Eat God. Us. I have so, I have so much. <laughs> I'm a Gemini. All oh. I have is gossip. <laughs> well, I, people were mad, but you guys heard about Sarah Paulson and Jessica Chastain, right? You guys yeah. heard that rumor? Oh, uh, that rumor. Yeah. That was a little bit older. And then people were like mad being like, this outs Jessica Chastain. Like she doesn't care. I'm sure. Yeah. But um, also, like, she's fine. That made me sad because I love Holland Taylor. And I was, like, praying it was not true. But what if they're open? Yeah, maybe they're open. Maybe they're open. That's what made me excited about it because <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh. So you're saying there's a chance. Well, yes. But also that to think that, like, Sarah Paulson and Holland Taylor are, like, the, it's just it's like this yeah. whole other level of... <laughs> They're like queens. They're like the yeah. queens of all of us. But yeah. I have a question. And this is something people hate. People get so pissed when you speculate about people's sexuality, blah, blah, blah. But like Zendaya's queer, right? Feels queer yeah. for sure. Right? Femme oh, Wait, I thought that was like a, a thing. I don't think she says it. She is pegging the shit out of that boyfriend, right? I yes. love Tom. I love Tom Holland. I love him. We have the same birthday. I have like a weird relationship where he's like both my son and my crush. And <laughs> like I just their energy is so like femme top bottom boyfriend. Do you know what the I mean? The way she has her hand on the on small his of his waist back. And on the small of his back. <laughs> and he loves it. It's so cute. <laughs> I, I, there, whatever energy they have is like me and every boyfriend when I was cis. Yes, every boyfriend I'd ever had had a very feminine energy and was usually petite, and I was either their height or you know they might have been an inch <laughs> shorter. You walk around, you you have your arm over them like daddy. That's what yes. Zendaya is giving me. So that's my gossip that I've made up in my mind. <laughs> Beautiful. Love yes. It. Perfect. That's the thing about gossip. It can be made up in your mind. Let's get these rumors going. Uh, Gabby, tell us about the projects that you want our listeners to follow, check out, your book, yes. where can we get it? 
Okay, so my podcasts are Just Between Us and Bad With Money. My newest book is an ebook and an audio book. So if you loved my voice, uh, you can hear it reading the book for free for 60 days at mm. try.scribd.com slash done60. Free, 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 all free. It's called Stimulus Rec and um, it will help you with money. And uh, also you can watch Grinder Baby either on my YouTube channel or if you want to see it on the big screen, you can see it at Frameline Festival on the 18th and the 26th. And then they have a digital screening room. I think mine is going to be on the 24th. But um, if you go, you can watch it uh, live on your computer on the digital screening room too. It's under Tutti Fruity Shorts. Nice. Beautiful. And you can follow us everywhere at Diking Out. You can follow me at TGI Carolyn. You can follow me at Melody Kamali. Did we get your handle? Do you want to be found? Oh, yes. I do want to be found. I'm at Gabby Road, G-A-B-Y-R-O-A-D, which is, you guessed it, a stupid Beatles pun because I didn't think Instagram was going to take off. <laughs> um, so don't take my investing advice. I have guessed for that. Uh, and uh, yeah, and then... Um, the website's gabbydunn.com, but like, yeah, mostly I'm on Instagram and TikTok, Dabby Gun on TikTok. Nice. I mean, they're, most of them are already following you, so this is Aww. Yeah. You aren't. You've been around yes. since the dawn of time, like Melody has. Tumblr days. <laughs> rough. So rough. I can't. We got to talk. Um, thanks, everyone, for diking out with us. See you next Tuesday. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.